wanted to get your feeling before I get to some details about the vaccine and the Fed. Uh, we see Bitcoin running hot. I mean, that's one thing. I don't know much about your Bitcoin thoughts, but how are you feeling overall about what we've been seeing in the markets? Hey, Nicole. Yeah, it's been about a month since I've been on and certainly a lot has happened in that last month. So as you guys were talking, coming in clearly, you know, Bitcoin trading at record highs there. And we've seen some uh, some a lot of volatility in that sector there. I, I still think there's a lot of room to go, um, both from a regulatory side and then understanding appreciation side of that of that uh, that that currency that certainly has become very popular. But I think overall, the trend that we're seeing in Bitcoin is translated to the trend that we're seeing in the overall markets and our economy. We continue to trade higher and higher. Record highs, S&P, Nasdaq, Russell, Dow trading close to the highs. These levels here that we're seeing, it's amazing that we're trading at these levels at this point in the year, considering where we were nine months ago. And then tie the VIX into this. The VIX was trading below 20s, January, February, early March, skyrocketed to the 80s, now coming back down towards that $20 level, need to stabilize at this level here to keep this investor sentiment into this market. But I think overall, you're seeing many different factors that's helping this market move higher. As you just mentioned, one, vaccinations. The vaccination headlines clearly infuse confidence into our, our markets, into our economy, and it infuse confidence into getting back to somewhat normal. We continue to talk about uh, government stimulus and, and the effects of that, some chatter that that might get uh, uh, some sort of resolution by tomorrow before they go on their, their holiday break. So that's going to be important if we can get to that. But any headline that comes out of that is going to continue to make our, our, our markets move higher. And we have to continue to watch COVID, the effects of COVID on our overall economy, scale it down smaller. We're seeing cities across America shut down in different variations uh, of time frames and forms, how that impacts the economy. Clearly, in New York, uh, you know, I, I work there. You spend a lot of time there. We're seeing restaurants that are shutting down. So that's going to have a, trip, uh, a trickle effect across many different areas. So we're going to have to keep our eyes on that one. Oh, I got to rub my eyes in New York. It's so confusing. All the restaurants are closed. The subways are still uh, virtually packed, though. And the kids don't even get a snow day. De Blasio makes them do their remote learning today, even though they've got a foot of snow outside. So they don't get to enjoy that. Um, I wanted to get your view overall on 2021 because um, Tom Lee, Thomas Lee, obviously you know him from back in the day at J.P. Morgan, he was very bullish, right? He was talking about 30% gains, but he basically is saying now, look, we're likely to have a pullback, maybe around 10%, but then the markets will move higher once again. Um, so a little bit of a correction, he wouldn't be surprised to see that, and then a, and then a rally. What are, you know, people are using this phrase, John, about the roaring 20s. This will be the new roaring 20s after what's happened. Do you think that's possible? What kind of numbers do you expect? You know, I, I certainly do think it's possible, and Tom's view and, and his insight is, uh, is is pretty spot on to where I'm looking. This market can't continue to trade in the pattern that we're seeing now, right? We can't go one way up and one way down. We saw significant pressure on the market in March, and then little by little, we've rallied straight up. So I do think that overall, the market's going to continue to move higher, and it has enough muscle and strength behind it to do so, yet it can't go straight up. So we're going to have more of two steps forward 
one step back type of pattern. Right. And we have to keep things into relation here, right? We look at the percentage gains that we've seen in the market from the March lows to where we are now, significant numbers. If we get a pullback of 4%, 5%, 7%, relatively speaking, um, that's pretty uh, absorbable considering the effects of the market that we've seen so far. So I do think we're gonna continue on this trajectory higher. A new administration coming in in the next few weeks, that'll add a little, um, uh, you know, maybe a little bit of a curveball into certain things, right? We've had four years of the sure. Trump administration coming off of eight years of, uh, of President uh, Obama. And what we saw that, that type of administration, um, the effects of that on our market clearly had a positive effect moved into the Trump administration. So do we see that correlation to continue to the Biden administration? I do. I just don't think we're going to see it as fast of a pace that we've seen over the last few years. We have Quad Witch tomorrow. Obviously, that always brings some heavy volume and some volatility along with that. And then when we look forward, I, I was thinking about what would be your favorite parts of the market to invest in, because we've seen a lot of rotation. Right. And, um, you know, it seems like such a simple question to say, what's your favorite thing about the market right now? But it's it's almost very difficult. I mean, maybe you need a balanced barbell approach or something, because it's not like just one thing's working. We've seen different sectors working on different days. And that's one of the reasons we're at new highs, not only on the Nasdaq, but also on the Russell and the S&P. Um, it seems to be rotating. So what do you like to make money in the new year? Yeah, Nicole, things are very cyclical, and we're seeing that in many different sectors and the effects on those sectors. So, you know, let's, let's take a look at, at where we've been so far this year. Um, the transportation stocks, the hotels, the entertainments, all that sector, the cruise lines, they've all come out of favor, right? Nobody wants to be in them. Nobody wants to own them. And they've had significant pressure on there. But deep down inside, they're getting significant funding by the U.S. government to stay afloat. And at some point, I don't know when it is, but that market is going to come back. That market uh, participation will be there. Might be different for a period of time, might go back to full-fledged uh, attendance and occupancy, but at this point, it's not there yet. So I do think if you're willing to swallow and take some pain over the time, the transportation, travel, industry, hotel, that area is one that I think you can pick up pretty on the cheap there. Switch it to the other side. Um, you, you look at the, the, the retailers, the online real retailers, how well they've done during this time. They were built um, not specifically to get through a global pandemic, but to, to facilitate an avenue for customers to shop from home under any circumstances. Well, the, uh, the, the, the circumstances turned into a full economic shutdown of the world, and yet they still have been able to survive. So I think that's been a good insight, the on online retailers, to um, how much pain that they could have in front of them what could really shift them off? If a global pandemic can't shift them out of their strong revenue streams, then I, then I don't know what will.